Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 287 with Cody Duncan. How are you, Cody? Doing great. Happy to be here. Oh, mate, happy to be here. That's what we like to hear. Um, before we get into a bit more about yourself, mate, what's the biggest win you've had in the last seven days? Oh, my goodness. Biggest win in the last seven days. Well, right now, honestly, <laughs> it was a big win that I was able to get on here right now because my wife had to leave and my kids are going down for naps and they did not want to go down for naps. <laughs> <laughs> Just being here right now, honestly, is a great win. <laughs> I was able to get them down, go to sleep. So that I could be here and, and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mate, I, I can empathize with you. How old are your kids? I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So um, two, four-year-old has really big personality. She's definitely, uh, you know, four going on like 24. Um, and then my my two-year-old boy, uh, he's super chill most of the time. But today, he, he man, he did not want to sleep. So <laughs> the struggle sometimes. It must <laughs> be. I, mate, I had the same issue yesterday with my two-year-old. And I literally had something. I, I couldn't get him down. I said, oh, you just stay up. And it's like walking zombie towards the end of the day. But uh, that was his choice. So the choices yeah. you make. <laughs> I'm sure parents uh, listening as well can empathize that uh, yeah, each day by day is a different proposition. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, today, obviously, mate, you're the guru on habits, and um, we're going to talk about that. But the one thing I suppose we all want, and particularly, you know, I've got a couple of kids, we've got a couple of kids, we work, we do these things. Life is so busy. Time is something that you can't get any more of. There's only a certain amount in each day. So what are some habits or what are some ways we can get some more time back? You know, that's what I want to do, and I really want to get out today. How can we save more time to you know, be more present and enjoy it with our kids, with our friends, with our family. Um, so we don't feel like we're just on this constant hamster wheel of life just running us. Like we want to run life. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And I'm already having multiple ideas pop in my head around this subject. I mean, it's something I'm still learning about personally, even as I am sharing about habits on a literally daily basis, I'm still, you know, battling with them myself because, you know, we're human and we're always trying to to grow and improve. And, you know, where I'm doing good in some areas, I'm still learning in others. And so it's a, you know, I'm, these are things that I'm working with right now too. I recently, last week, I just saw a tweet from, oh crap, somebody, somebody knew that I started following on Twitter. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but anyway, she did something unique that was actually like a very uh, empowering kind of exercise where in her tweet, she, you know, on your phone, how there's emojis and there's uh, at the very end of the emojis, there's like different colored boxes, just these squares that are different colors. So she basically picked uh, an area of her life for each of those colors. So one of the colored boxes was for sleep. One was for work. One was for family time. One was for um, hobbies and, and personal, uh, personal projects, things like that. Basically, she named, you know, probably six different categories of her life and gave each one a colored box and then there's 24 hours in the day right so there's a potential of 24 boxes in any given day you know assuming that you spend an hour on everything which you know maybe isn't entirely correct there's some things that you don't spend an entire hour on but just to give like a a um you know a rough estimate of really where your time is going and so she started with her tweet of literally allocating however many boxes 
So you could visually see, wow, there are, you know, seven red boxes for that's how many hours I spend sleeping. There's eight green boxes for that's how many hours I spend working. And then, oh my goodness, there's only one yellow box and that's how much time I spend with my family. And, you know, and then there's two uh, orange boxes and that's how much time I spend on my personal projects. And, you know, basically going through and you have to account for every hour when you do it that way visually. So I, as I was doing this, I cause she did it. And then she said, all right, now you go ahead and, you know, what does yours look like? So I tweeted back and I, I sat, it took me a minute cause I kept having to go back and count all the boxes. Like, wait, I'm still missing a few hours. Like I thought this is what it was, but where's the other hours? And I had to actually think about it. Where, where is my time going? What else am I spending time on? And I really had to give an account of every hour of my day in such a visual, but yet so simple way. And by the time I got to the end, it was, it was so like, I don't know, um, thought provoking, empowering, and also kind of humbling to sit back and go, wow, you know, again, rough estimates, but that's what my day looks like on average. And is that what I really want it to be? You know, like, man, when I looked and saw that there was only like one hour for family time, I was like, gosh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like you said, you know, so how can I reallocate the time? Because we can't invent more hours in the day, but we can we can shift around how we use that time. Um, recently, I was also listening to a book called Indistractable. I don't know if you've heard of it no, um, by the author. Oh yeah, so new author that I recently found. Um, his name is Nir Eyal. I think that's how you say his name. Um, literally N I R. E-Y-A-L. It was very unique. I um, wasn't sure how to pronounce it at first, but super brilliant guy. Um, and he's all about this kind of stuff, kind of uh, behavioral change um, and understanding psychology of how we spend time doing things. And his perspective, I absolutely love about how to allocate your time in this kind of way, where most of us, you know, like you said, you know, you have kids, you have family, you have work, all these things. What we tend to do is it's like, oh, well, you know, these are the, um, these are the things that I'm already spending time on. If there's extra time, then I'll go spend time with family. If there's extra time, then I'll go, you know, work on my project or do my hobbies or, you know, um, go for a walk, whatever those things are. Um, Nir Eyal's, uh perspective on this is, look, if you, if you really want to be the architect of your life, you need to start with prioritizing what you really want to be the priority because it, it's either the priority because you make it or it's not like there's not really an in-between if you're saying oh well with the leftover time I have I'll get to it clearly it's not a priority actually you know <laughs> that is not the definition of prioritizing something you know and so what he says is you know uh, basically I think he said to do this on a monthly basis kind of looking ahead with the month and asking yourself you know how much time would I like to spend with my family on a daily basis you know um, or, you know, and you might start by doing the first activity I said with like the colored boxes to get a, a kind of a baseline of where am I at right now? That's always a good place to start checking in with where am I right now? And then going, okay, well, what do I want to adjust? Do I want to have two hours a day for family time? Okay. Well, you know, where could I allocate that? You know, a morning, uh, uh, sorry, an hour in the morning and an hour at night. And then what near AL says is to literally go in your calendar and place it as if it were an appointment on your calendar, this is time to spend with my family and to label it that way, you know, and literally block it off as busy. Nothing can get scheduled over the top of it, you know, and whether it's family time or whether it's hanging out with a friend or whether that's 
again, doing your hobby, playing guitar, reading, you know, whatever it is you want to do to actually plan those into your calendar. And so uh, I guess the term for it, if you want to like look into this is called time blocking. Um, it's a new concept to me. I actually just recently came aware of it, but a lot of people are, are talking about this these days about time blocking. And so you time block everything out and then, um, and then, you know, your work and your other priorities, you get to figure out how to fit around there. And of course, if you if you work for a company, to some extent, you may not be able to change the hours that you work, but you might ask, you know, if you wanted to slightly adjust, like, I want to be in into work an hour later, is that possible? You know, um, you just totally got to figure out based on your situation, no one size fits all here. Um, but that's what it, what's it about. It what That's what it's about is really just um, figuring out where you're at, where you want it to be, and what is within your control to adjust. Yeah. And then I wouldn't recommend like doing everything at once, but maybe make like one little choice of like, you know what? I just want to spend a little bit more time with my family every week. Where can I, where can I put that into my schedule and start with that and then grow from there? Cause if you try and do it all at once, it'd be way overwhelming. You know? <laughs> well, it's like, it's like when uh news resolutions, Cody, you know, a lot of them fail because you go from not doing something to just living that full, full noise, you know? And so small exactly. steps are exactly what you said. And I love that idea <laughs> of the, the colors blocking it out. Um, When you did that was, I don't know, it was a bit confronting in a way you like it, makes you realize like oh crap like my yeah. priorities are wrong like it and it's, as you yeah. said it's, it's a non-threatening like you don't have you know it was it seven sleep or whatever you don't say sleep 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 you just got those red dots and you can see out of the 24 how long you actually need there but then also yeah. with work and i guess what you're saying some people don't have the choice they have to work certain hours but ask a question like you just said like prioritize if you're better in the morning and that's when you can get a quality hour of work or whatever yes. you know you've got to ask exactly. these questions and i think people are a lot more yeah. flexible now and, and they and they're willing yes. to try new things aren't they yeah yeah no companies nowadays i mean just since like covid so many companies are opening up with more flexibility i mean some some at this point are wanting people to come back into work but i think you know since covid you could say that's one positive thing that's that's kind of come out of such a you know terrible thing worldwide is totally changing the game and the industry of what the expectations are in a working environment and the flexibility to real life, you know, and many people, you know, are better off working from home and, you know, having their own schedules or things like that, where there was just a study done in the UK where they found that um, there was, I think like, I think it was over 20 different uh, UK companies that were part of this study where they found uh, four day work weeks, um, actually for like, I think it was 95% of companies involved had either the same or higher productivity with one less work day in the week, you know? And so um, again, maybe you may not be in a position to go tell your, your company like, Hey, we should have one day. <laughs> we don't you know? recommend that. But, <laughs> but yeah. But again, based on your situation, just consider what may be within your control to change and what may be a small little ask you could do if you do work for somebody else of like, like we we're saying, you know, maybe if maybe can I start work an hour earlier and finish a bit earlier um, or maybe start a little bit later or, you know, have this break in the middle of the day where I can go for a walk and, you know, spend some time, uh, you know, going to have lunch with my family or, you know, I don't know, just uh, figuring out what is within your control and seeing what little thing you can adjust um, to make that happen. One other thing is my dad has told me for years and the first time he ever said this, it actually like almost kind of made me mad, <laughs> but he, he said, um, cause he's a coach and he, he works with there's thousands of clients and, and has helped a lot of people to improve their lives. And so 
um, one thing he's learned over the years is that pretty much every person out there on average has two hours in the day lost to distractions and, you know, more or less meaningless activities. And it looks different for every person. But the first time he told me this, it like made me mad because I was like, no, I'm a busy person. And like, I do so many <laughs> things, you know, but then I really sat back and started thinking about it. And I was like, you know, if I were to actually like almost journal throughout the day of like everything that I do and how many minutes I spend doing that, like, I don't know if you've ever looked at, if you have an iPhone or whatever phone you have, if it has a screen time, you know, tracker of how scary. much time you spend on your phone. Scary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it is so eye-opening. You know, like I look at it, I do use my phone a lot for work, but I was looking at it just yesterday, I think. And I was like, dang, I'm just almost at like just under five hours a day on my phone. Like, wow, that's a, that that's a lot, lot of time. time. That's a lot of, that's time, a lot of time, you know? <laughs> um, and again, I, I use my phone a lot for work, but then it's like, so then you go into the apps and everything. It's like, well, where, because, you know, at least on, you know, on an iPhone, I know it tells you per app how much time you're spending there. Um, and so it, it that's really the first uh, stage of changing anything is just awareness. You know, yeah. as soon as you can check in with yourself, it's that brutal awareness of like, oh man, th this is really where I'm at. And then as soon as you can accept that, and then like we we're saying before, uh, pick something very small and reasonable to to adjust. You can always grow from there. Um, but uh, anyways, being aware of what's happening in your day, you probably could find two additional hours to allocate either to leisure time with your family or towards additional productivity, whichever way you want to go. If you want to be a more productive person, great. You can probably find that time. If you want to be a more, um, you know, have more time with your family, have more time with your friends, whatever, um, or have more time with yourself, <laughs> you know, you could probably find that time um, if you actually look into it, especially when you think of just, uh, you know, I know even for myself, how many times I so quickly can get distracted, you know, whipping out my phone and just immediately forget what I went to go do, you know, and then I end up on something else. It's like, how did I get here? You know, <laughs> and what, what, what was my purpose here? You know, it's just these little habits that form and it, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to break. And it's uh, like you just said, it is scary. And I know people, most, nearly everything tracks everything now. Okay. We know that people yeah. listening to us probably talking right now. They're like, Oh, Google's listening, all these things. But <laughs> it's right. scary when you look at your phone, because that's a reflection of, I suppose, bad habits that you've got, you know, like, and if you want more time, it's realistically, it's up to you. Like every, you can make choices with whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter what deadlines or dependent or your job or anything like this, your family, at the end of the day, there's still choices you make. Um, and looking at that phone and going, wow, I'm spending a lot of time on certain apps. And I used to do that. So I've just deleted those apps. And then if I really ever need to, I'll open my computer up and check them. But realistically, I don't need to do it. And more often than not, I don't allow myself to be bored and we don't allow ourselves to be bored because we just grab our phone yeah. and you like, it, yeah. it's a, it's a really, really bad rabbit hole to go down. And that's like, is that the problem? People don't want to admit that they've got this problem of scrolling and they're addicted to their phone. Like, are you finding that? Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, it, it's so, it's such a natural instinct. Like whenever somebody challenges your phone use, I think we, most of us judge other people for their phone use you know, cause we'll just notice people in public and be like, Oh, look, you know, this family's out to dinner and they're all using their phones. Like, <laughs> you know, like, We've all done that. <laughs> and then we looked at them, we're holding our phone, you know, <laughs> and, 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 but maybe not in that moment, but you know, like 
almost every occasion I have ever like even had the urge or instinct to like think less of somebody else for like, oh, they, you know, they're, they're so poor in their self-control with how they use their phone. There's some other moment that I'm just as bad, you know? And so we're, we're all in like, I mean, of course we're all at varying levels, but for the most part, all of us, if you have a smartphone, you know, 99% of people with a smartphone have some level of screen time issue that like you said it perfectly. None of us are, uh, I shouldn't say none of us, the vast majority of us have forgotten what it's like to be bored. Yeah. And we cannot stand more than like 10 seconds being bored. We need to like normalize boredom again. Like, you know, and I don't know. I remember growing up, uh, going on um, road trips. And when I grew up, we, <laughs> if we wanted to like be entertained during the drive, we had to, um, my parents at one point bought a, an electrical converter so we could plug something into our car. And then we would bring a full size television sitting in the, you know, if this is a really long road trip, we have full size television and our PlayStation hooked up and controllers and everything like, you know, nowadays you just pack your phone. If you're bored, you whip out your phone, you watch a video, you play a game. Back then it took a lot more effort. <laughs> and even then, you know, I remember my parents saying, man, you know, like you guys are missing the views here. Like, look, you know, look out the window, just look at the views you're missing by staring at the, at the screen. And so sometimes they'd make us pause and look out the window. Okay. Yep. There's a moose, you know, there's a big mountain, you know, whatever it was. Um, but it's like, it, we're just in a different stage of that. And going back to that, it's, it's really the same thing that's happening now. We're missing the moose. We're missing the beautiful mountain, you know, because we're staring at our screens. When I was in college, I, I lived close enough to work, to walk onto campus and the um, Brigham Young University is close to um, uh, the Wasatch Mountains. Um, and so deer often would come and randomly walk around on campus and they have a lot of, uh, you know, trees and, and uh, you know, what would look like um, good, I don't know, a natural place to hang out, rivers and stuff like that on campus. And so deer sometimes would come hang out. Anyways, I remember one morning um, walking to campus and, you know, everybody, I'm looking around, everybody's walking up the stairs or walking to campus, staring at their phone. You know, they're texting somebody, they're scrolling social media, they're doing something. And there was one point I'm walking up and I happen to have my phone away. I'm sure every other time I probably had my phone out at the time, <laughs> but uh, you know, at this time I didn't have my phone out and I was walking up the stairs and there was literally a deer standing right in the middle. You know, there's multiple flights of stairs going up. And then one of the like flat spots, there's a deer standing there. I kid you not. I watched three or four people walk by the deer, not even realize they're within a few <laughs> feet. Of it. You just walk straight by because they're just staring at their screens. And I sat there looking at that like, wow, isn't that just a testament to where we're at, you know, in our lives? And so, you know, something I've done recently is just kind of give myself these little mini challenges to like, okay, I'm about to go do for this morning is a great example. I woke up this morning. I mean, if you charge your phone next to your bed, your first instinct is to grab your phone when you wake up. It's probably your alarm. And so you are, you're picking up your phone to turn off your alarm and then it's already there. It's like crap. You, you, it's, you're already done for it. You know, we're already done. It's, we're over. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, this morning I woke up, I happened to wake up not to my alarm today. So I wasn't already in my hand and I was like, oh, I want to go do a workout before I start work today. And normally I would pick up my phone with the thought of like, oh, I'm going to scroll through my notifications as I walk downstairs and start my workout. But I know every time I do that, I then waste time. Like it ends up taking me two to three times as long to actually get to the workout. Cause I get down, you know, um, to my TV where I'm going to turn on this video that I'm going to do a workout with. And then I sit on the couch. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to reply to these messages real quick, you know? And then it's like, 
And now I'm all of a sudden already like four seconds after I open my eyes, I'm already like diving into these like decision making and talking to people and, you know, making plans or responding to people's opinions and ideas and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, what if we just didn't pick up our phone first thing in the morning? What if we challenge ourselves to going for a little bit? So today I was like, you know what? I know I need to pick up my phone in about half an hour, but I don't need to right now. I'm going to go straight downstairs, do my workout, literally not even bring my phone with me. And, and, and that was that little challenge. It wasn't, I'm not going to use my phone at all today, or it wasn't, I'm going to delete my social media apps for a week. It was just little, totally doable challenge of like, what if I just go for 30 minutes leaving my phone in my room? And I feel like for most of us, like that's kind of the level that we're at, that like, it's, it's really hard to commit to those big things that we see other people do. Like I said, you know, deleting your, you know, your social media accounts or to commit to like, oh, I'm, I'm only going to use my phone for an hour per day for the whole week. And I'm not going to go beyond that. That's again, going back to the news resolutions, it's hard to go from nothing to something really hard. So these mini challenges are a great way. I did the same thing a couple months ago. Um, you know, snow's here where I live and, uh, a whole bunch of snow out that I needed to shovel my driveway. And I had the urge to go out and like, listen to a podcast or listen to music or listen to a book or something. Cause I love all those things. But I thought, you know what, for just this moment, I'm going to go out in the silence and shovel my driveway. And I'm just going to think, and I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to think about anything. Or I'm, I'm going to think about things. I'm not going to listen to anything was my goal. So I left my phone inside. I walked outside I spent probably, there was a lot of snow. So it took me like probably <laughs> 45 minutes and it was really deep. So it took me probably 45 minutes to shovel my driveway. I kid you not, I had some of the most profound epiphanies for my career, for um, relationships, for multiple really big things going on in my life. I had incredible ideas and connections come together that I had never thought of before. And that would have been impossible if I was listening to music, listening to a podcast or listening to a book, I would have like consumed other great ideas, but nothing could have replaced the connections and epiphanies that happened in a moment of silence by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so powerful. So true. And just listening to that, it's, uh, it's one of those things you actually got to allow. It's like when we're talking about boredom, boredom is actually a gift. Do you know what I mean? Like you've actually got to allow yourself that time, Cody. And like, yeah, you know, it's all well and good to listen to podcasts and there's some great ones out there, audio books, whatever, music. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fantastic, but you also got to allow you that creativity, that time to think, exactly. you know, and yes. no one's going to do that for you. Like you have to actively do that. Like, yeah. and that was a choice. Everything's a choice, isn't it? And it's been aware. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that idea of the color blocks. I think that's a really good way to start. Have you got any, another little simple one like that? I, I think if people are listening, that would be super confronting. And as you were saying that at the start, I'm like, Oh, that would be a bit scary to do, but that's, you've got to do that, I suppose, because at the end of the day, no one else is going to give you that time. You're the one that's the master of, I guess, those blocks in your life. Are there any other simple little tools or activities people could do today that, Yes, it's probably going to be confronting, but nothing's going to change unless they make that action themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, I'm a tech techie kind of, I'm a, I geek out into the technology and software and um, tools you can use to like, you know, optimize your life. And so I'm constantly looking at new apps and things that can help me. Um, one of the ones that I started recently using, um, it's called OneSec, um, you know, like one second, but it's just shortened to OneSec. 
And I know it's on the iOS app store. I'm not sure if it's on Android, but it's the most basic idea, but it's been incredibly powerful. Um, you have to set it up. I think actually based on the way it's set up, it, it unfortunately probably is only for iOS because it utilizes um, iPhone's shortcuts app in conjunction with the app you download. It takes a few, just like probably five minutes to set up. It's pretty simple, but it shows you a tutorial of how to connect it to your shortcuts. But when it's done, it's magnificent and it's so simple. So basically you can program any app you want. So I set it up for Instagram because around that time uh, when I found this app, I had been using Instagram quite a bit and just like instinctively opening it when I didn't really need to, you know? So I was like, I need to curb this. You know, I, I don't want to form this habit because I've been there in the past when it got so extreme and I had to just totally step away. And I'm like, I need to curb this. And so I set it up with, with Instagram. And now what it does is when I tap the Instagram app, it reverts over and opens the one sec app and it has a timer and it has this visual thing on the, on the screen that says, Hey, take a breath. And I cannot go back and open Instagram until that timer ends. I think right now it's set up for 10 seconds, but you can set it all the way up to, I think 60 seconds, um, that you have to wait after you tap the, the, you know, Instagram or whatever app you have it connected with, you have to wait before <laughs> you can go back and actually use the app. And, and actually before it takes you back to Instagram, you, so you wait for the timer to end and then you actually still have to click a button that says, I want to go to Instagram. So you have to like confirm again, I really do want to do this, you know, and it's like not like the default is, you know, I, I don't really need to do this, but then there's a smaller button that's like, no, I actually do want to go to Instagram. <laughs> and I will tell you, there are quite a number of times do having that come up has helped me go, you know what? Um, I'm not going to do this right now. I don't, I'm not actually doing anything productive, you know? And so that's one app. There are so many apps out there that are similar, especially for your computer browser. Um, literally just do a Google search or like um, website blockers or things like that. Like use tech technology is both your weakness and can be your strength. You know, most of us would say technology is the biggest reason we waste time. It can also be the biggest thing to help you gain that time back. Um, Cause Damn. again, there's all kinds of these apps. There's all kinds of uh, uh, browser extensions that are not very hard to download. If you have, if you're not very techie, go watch a YouTube video that'll show you how to, you know, install it. And um, I've used some of these myself. You type in a website, add it to that list. And then anytime you go to open a new tab and try and go to that website, it will block you, you know? And of course there's ways you can go back and turn it off if you really need to use that website. But that again, that alone, just the fact that either adds an extra step or blocks you from doing it is that in your face thing, just like doing the color block thing that it, it like, I don't know, it, it brings it to your awareness again of like, you have to become conscious again of, oh my gosh, yes, I, I am about to do this. And wow, is that really what I want to do? It, it causes an interrupt in your natural cycles and habits. And that's what we need if we're going to change something is we have to interrupt the, 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 those habits and those cycles that we're already on. If you don't interrupt it, it's just going to keep going and getting stronger. When yeah. you interrupt it, it gives you the opportunity to have a choice. Like you said before, it's all about choices and yeah. it's not wrong to choose to do it. If you're conscious and you have a purpose and, and you really want to do that. And you know what, if you're on vacation and your purpose is, you know what, I'm not doing anything right now. And I just want to scroll Instagram for half an hour. So be it. But it's, if you want to change your behavior, then you have that opportunity to, to choose to do something different. 
Yeah. Ooh, that is powerful right there, Cody. And and again, everything in life is a choice. And sometimes choices are a lot easier to make when you see confronting data, like what you're saying, you know, how many times you try and open an app or how much time you spend on different things. Um, And this is the world we live in. It's technology is not going anywhere. And like we, we need to be aware of that. Yes, it's amazing when we actually need to use it, but it's also a detriment to, you know, being creative, sitting still, being present, yeah. not only with other people, but more so with yourself. You know, this yeah. is time that people are taking away from being, being, you know, being bored, being present, like yeah. simple little things. Like it sounds so simple, but it's, we need it. So um, Cody, people yeah. are listening to this and go, mate, very simple, practical ideas. And that's, that's where we're at. Like you said, making little changes and we need to do it in a really basic way. We don't need to go and do a massive course or anything like that. Um, tell us what we can get on habitexamples.com and your newsletter and everything like that, because um, I know that you're providing so many tools and ideas like this weekly. Yeah, absolutely. So I obsess, obsess over this kind of stuff. I love just the idea that we can change. We can be better. And like you said, you said it perfectly. I don't think it always requires a thousand dollar course or, you know, hiring a high ticket coach or, you know, going and getting a degree in psychology or something to, in order to change your life. You know, there is so much information and education out there already. Research has already been done. Other people's stories and experiences that can inspire us. But, you know, not everybody has the time to sift through all the information out there and find what's best, what really works, and um, and what's actually uh, interesting to read. Because not everything is that fun to read, you know. So I do that work. <laughs> I I go out and I research. I'm co- every single day. I'm constantly researching, reading books, um, you know, diving into studies, and then I distill that down into this really nice bite-sized, fun to read email that I send out every Tuesday. Um, like I said, with um, cool, unique studies, um, you know, famous people's experiences of them building great habits that, uh, you know, amounted to something huge. Like, for example, yesterday, I, uh, part of my newsletter I sent out was um, Pablo Picasso created 50,000 works of art in his life, which sounds like mind-blowing. How does somebody do that? But it turns out he only had to average about two per day to make that happen. And all of a sudden that's like, okay, well, that's, you know, still two per day, but like, wow, that actually sounds possible, you know, sounds reasonable that could happen, you know, to, to amount to 50,000, but just 50,000 alone is like, oh, that's so, so unattainable, you know? And so, um, you know, stories like that and these, you know, basic key insights that you can read in less than five minutes, get some great ideas, get some motivation, get some like real tactical strategy ideas. Every email ends with a, a, um, and a very specific invitation of how you can try it and put into action whatever it is that I shared that week. So if you go check out habitexamples.com, you'll see there's a handful of those examples already there. Um, there's many, many more that I'm working on updating that uh, kind of archive with. But if you just go to habitexamples.com and subscribe to my newsletter in the top right, or if you scroll down, there's another spot to, to uh, subscribe, then you'll just get that that curated great content every Tuesday in your inbox. And it's absolutely free. I don't make any money from this. Um, I do it because I love it and I enjoy it. And I genuinely want to help. My goal right now is just to help a thousand people build amazing new habits um, through my newsletter. So if, 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 if help me help you, if you want to help me help you, <laughs> go 
ahead and check it out and I'd love to have you there. Perfect. Well, I love that, Cody. Well, people listening, um, that's the more information you get, there's so much out there. And I think that's the best thing when somebody is so passionate about it and, you know, sieving through it and making it easy to read and understand. And again, in a nice timely fashion that uh, it's not going to take you all day to go through. Um, I think that's yeah. a brilliant thing, Cody. So um, for listeners, this is episode number 287. All right, go and check out the show notes, see what's going on in there and, uh, you know, reach out to Cody. Thank him for his time today. So Cody, thanks so much, mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was a ton of fun.